You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rocking with me today. Do yourself a favor. If you're joining the show for the first time, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Make sure you visit rockauto.com. Their chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Go to rockauto.com right now and you'll see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. So Mac Mondays, we recap Mac Brown's press conference, how he talked about Florida State, what he wants to improve on, and more importantly, eyes forward towards NC State. The coordinator's corner, Coach Bateman, Coach Longo, jumped on to the press box, presser, excuse me, and they were talking about, you know, obviously what struggles they experienced during Florida State, but what, again, they can look forward to from these group of guys who are still battling week in and week out. Finally, statement. What are we going to talk about? NC State kind of had a little spicy takes today when it comes to the Wolfpack. But, you know, for the first time, two ranked teams since 1993, Carolina and State will be battling each other. Let's talk about that and what that all means. So first up, I've got three takeaways from Mac Brown's Monday press conference that I'm going to drop on you today. Number one, gracious losers not ready to be number five ranked team in the country. So, yes, Carolina, of course. You win graciously, you lose graciously. They're not going to hold their heads down about it. You know, it is truly what it is. Coach Mack Brown says that he didn't think overall being number five ranked that Carolina handled it well. He thought that they were a little comfortable at Florida State instead of confident and they got hit right in the mouth, which I totally agree. And it's not because they're cocky or arrogant guys. It's just you sit on when people start loving you. That's just genuinely what everyone does. When you start to get, you know, a little puffed up people started saying yo ish don't stink you started to say well you know what maybe it doesn't maybe it's actually a nice perfume smell over here and we're just doing great things and obviously practice is going well coach is digging on me but hey the media loves me like we're I'm, we're media darlings right now you know our games are reflected we haven't lost yet we beat virginia tech yeah we're actually some hot stuff of course <sighs> until you head down there to tallahassee and realize that yes while you sit there and say florida state this record does not reflect who they are. Yeah, hello, that's exactly. And so I think it was a humbling experience for everybody involved, the coaches included, top down. I don't even think it's a player thing. I think, you know, when you talk about coaching staffs, you've got to, I don't know, how do you balance whether you're digging into somebody and you're making them feel like, okay, you're still not where you think you are or you, you know, pour on some of that tough love where like, yeah, you're great. You're awesome, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you balance that? And I would love to know how those coaches get that done. Coach Mac Brown also mentioned, you know, I got mad at our offense because we were going at our defense in a live drill on Wednesday and our defense looked soft. He talked about how practice, you have to get it done Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And then 
And you know, I completely agree. If you don't get it done in practice, you cannot get it done out on the field. I talked about, you know, times when I was a swimmer and one of my favorite coaches always said, it's putting money in the bank and on game day, on meet day, you cash in. And so all the work that you put in to be better on game days and perform at your highest level, you have to do that day in and day out. You have to run drills at 100%. You have to, you know, treat guys like, yes, these are your teammates. Yes, you love your brothers. But we're going into battle every single every single day. So I think that's something that Carolina can still work on. Like, yes, while they love each other, I need them to be hard up in practice. And, you know, if there's not a camp fight, you know, they talk about camp fights when going to weeks of getting frustrated. I need some spiciness. You know, I think everybody's just too too nice over there. I don't know. You maybe y'all can help me out. At Candace D. Cooper, let me know what it is we still need to get that little like toughness about us. I don't know. Carolina needs to work on their uh what's the nice word I can put it, you know, a little hard, like a little bravado about them not a little swagger. That's the word. That's the word I was trying to get around. Swagger. That's what we need to find. He also said that he's very hard. Coach Mac Brown, excuse me, said that he was very hard on his coaches, saying that they should focus um, on making sure the guys are nice and prepared. He said, "Quote: I'm really, really hard on staff every day. I don't think people think that, but I am. I'm very difficult to work for, but I'm fair with them. Listen, I hundred percent agree. Like Mac Brown, media darling, all that good stuff. Everyone loves Mac, but I that you know behind the clothes when the door closes, he's one of them. You know, older." generations where he ain't gonna embarrass you in front of everybody right it's like your mama she ain't finna embarrass you in front of everybody but when she gives you that look when you know when you get home you finna get your high turn up yeah that's that's what mac brown gives me that energy of he's going to sit in that coaching staff room being like this can't happen these plays and mistakes can't happen you know he's trying to see your vision because he wants you to get better as a coach and when you have someone of that elite level you're hoping that they can easily tell you what to get done and what is going to be needed to be successful. So I think it's nice to have someone who's hard on the coaches because it'll trickle down and hopefully they will stay hard on the players and the players will stay hard on themselves internally. And then everybody wins. And that's just that on that. So that was my number one. That was a long number one, but I got two more. So he said, defense has to step up for big time offensive players. Obviously, Carolina experienced two really strong offensive teams with Virginia Tech and Florida State. They were able to step up for Virginia Tech and kind of stop Khalil Herbert a bit. And then, you know, when it came to Jordan Travis, it wasn't exactly the best um, run game they have experienced yet. You know, they missed entirely too many tackles, 19 in total, two weeks in a row, have you? And also, if we look at the grand scheme of all of it, Syracuse, you know, is being Syracuse, not having the greatest year. Boston College is still on that rebuild. While they are doing a lot better, they're not quite, you know, of the up-tier caliber. And so you get confident in that. Again, Virginia Tech did everything it could to come back into that game. And had they had about 10 more minutes, we might be having a different conversation. But you came up against Florida State, who straight out the gym was ready and rolling. And... Carolina proved itself great in the second half, blanking them out and pretty much saying this is who we've always been. But it was just unfortunate that they dug themselves in such a hole. Number three, final review and takeaway from Mac Brown's presser was NC State is underrated. And I may have agreed with that with Devin Leary at center, but now with Bailey Hockman, I'm not quite sure. You know, watching the Duke State game gave me the impression that there's plenty of holes that UNC's defense can capitalize on if it simply plays their game. 
You know, NC State has a great O-line and some solid running backs. They have great receivers, all that good stuff. But I think they're weak at the QB position, and I personally feel like the QB is one of the strongest leaders on the team, and I just don't see that in Hawkman for this week. And unfortunately, Carolina struggles with trying to get some turnovers, but if there was ever a week where special teams and defense can step up and pick sixes all day long, this is this is the freaking week, guys. I'm telling you, this is the week where defense is going to make the offense pay for its mistakes. And I just I'm I'm looking forward to it. But do you guys ever feel like you're always on? Same. These days everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's a crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can leave me five stars, leave a review, all that good stuff. It's always appreciated if you just download if you hit that follow, hit that subscribe button, all that makes me feel good on the inside. Let's talk about Carolina sports for as long as we can, right? So three takeaways from Co- Coordinator's Corner that I wanted to just touch on from Coach Longo and Coach Bateman. Obviously, we talked about the KISS method a lot and keeping it simple. And apparently, Coach Longo wants to focus on some easier pass plays to get the offense moving. And I'm thinking, well, where the hell was that on Saturday when we wanted to get the offense moving, especially in the first half? It seemed as if... I don't know whether we were trying to look for the big plays and miss them. I don't know if we were just, you know, leaning towards our run game because they had such an amazing game from Virginia Tech. But for whatever reason, Sam Howell was stifled during the first half. He was either in his head. I mean, he got, listen, he got his bell rung. They got another targeting call. I get all of that. However, when you saw some of those play calls, I was just so confused as to why we're not using the best weapon we have on the field, arguably, which is Sam Howell. Like, what the hell are we doing? And that just, you know, that's just my two cents of that. I'm not a coach. I'm a couch, I'm a couch coach, and that's all I know how to do. I've never ran it down in my life, but, you know, sometimes the eye test is just the eye test, okay? He also talked about number two, pass protection. He said, quote, I think probably that's the area that needs the most improvement. I think we're doing a really good job of run blocking. We're doing a good job in play action protection. Yes, a nice calm pocket is what Sam Howell thrives off of. He does a great job when he has time to throw those deep long balls. He feels confident in his throws. And again, I'm not putting this on the O-line. I'm not putting this on Sam Howell. I think some of the play choices when, at the end of the day, when it stopped working, when Michael Carter was getting eaten up in the backfield, we have to make adjustments. We got to use Bo Corrales. We got to use Garrett Wilson. We got to use De'Ami Brown. We got to use that somebody, anybody, anybody. We got to use somebody else. It wasn't working. That's all I got to say. So, and number three, I think Coach Bateman, you know, had a great, solid performance in the second half. I don't know what was going on when it came to missed tackles, but for whatever reason, it was just not working. Coach Bateman was talking about, you know, 
we have good and bad misses when it comes to tackling. So a bad miss is when you lose leverage. And, you know, sometimes you just, a player gets in front of you or a player gets around you and that's just what it is. And we'll, we won't lose too much sleep over that. But some of the misses on Saturday were just horrendous. Open field tackles, just pop, 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 pop. I don't know, I was just like, you know what? Jordan Travis can't be that good, can he? Like he literally, especially in the second half, and it showed because his arm went down and we clearly did not allow for them to get any points. And I'm glad that he challenged the guys to step up and not be what everyone has called them to be in terms of being the weaker side of the team. And I'm just, I appreciate that. And he said going into Saturday's game, he expects, you know, to have a great offense trying to have their way, which they could because, they, again, NC State has great receivers, Devin Carter, and has a great um, running back in Ricky Persons, all that good stuff. So it's going to be up to Carolina's defense to wrap people the frick up. That's all I'm asking. Just wrap somebody up. You know, light somebody up. Pass, I mean, defensively on the front line, I just need somebody to make one good sack. Make them pay for, you know, mistakes. Get a picks, all of that. All the stuff that's going to make a defense shine. <sighs> I want to see the, the turnover belt more than once. But that's just my, you know, little spiel for that for the day. I'm not going to, you know, dive into, or not gonna, I'm not going to berate them any more than they already feel. They've moved on. You know, it's, it's a new day, and that's just what it is. But more importantly, I think overall Carolina – defensively knows that they are not playing up to the level with which they can. Chad Surratt had one of the quietest games I've seen him have since he's been on the defensive side of the ball. Jeremiah Gimmel, who has been the highlight for being the quarter or yes, the quarterback of the defense had a quiet game. Tamari Fox, Tamon Fox, his whole brother duo. We didn't hear much about that on Saturday. You know, Trey Morrison has been literally the leader of the squad, which we all, you know, unsung hero, which, you know, past seasons, he's, you know, past season, he's been working on himself, but he really has made some great plays, but I don't just want it to be one guy. Like I want it to be a great team side. You know, when talking about defense, I want it to be a great team game overall. Like I want everyone to be eating, everyone to be getting tackles on days. Cause when you look at NC State's defense, they spread the love all around. They make sure that everybody is getting their wrap-ups, they're making sure everybody is paying for their mistakes, and they just they seem to be having more fun with it. And I think when Carolina was ranked number five, they had all this pressure and all this media love, and it's like you felt like you had to play up to that instead of just playing your game and relaxing. And I think I want to get back to seeing Carolina have fun. And I am hoping, because it's a rival game and because all of that stuff, you know, that comes and entails with that, that NC State's defense will, you know, really have fun lighting people up this weekend. That's just, you know, what I want to see. So that's that on that. I got to break down NC State. Where is the game happening? What time? All that good stuff. You know, we got another early start to our weekend, but it's fine. I'm Honestly, I'd rather have an early start than have a night game because I just, night games stress me out. I've been waiting all day for it and I get it really ramped up. I see all these other games happening. I see some upsets and I'm like, is it bad juju for the day? I don't know. I just, I don't like night games anymore. I'm, I'm scarred after last Saturday. Maybe I'll get back there, but for right now, I'm, I'm good on the high noons. And so we'll talk about NC State next on Locked on Tar Heels. NC State versus North Carolina for yet another rivalry game that I, you know, 
if you talk to Carolina football players from old, they all say that while everyone assumes Carolina-Duke rivalry is big for basketball, Carolina-NC State football rivalry is huge. You know, when I was in school, there was a time when a guy named Russell Wilson just dominated and, you know, for whatever reason, always had Carolina's number. But when you look at the overall scheme of it, it's been a while since Carolina and State were ranked together, since 1993, have you? And NC State is ranked number 24, while Carolina's ranked 14th. And they're playing on Saturday at high noon on ESPN. And so, again, we're moving away from ABC. I think they kicked us off because of last week's performance. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. We'll keep it pushing. But NC State is gearing up for a new quarterback under center who has started, got benched, then Devin Leary got hurt, and now Bailey is back in the conversation. And he is probably one of the most confident guys I've ever heard of, ever heard speak when it comes to his play. And, you know, when he got the start initially, he was asked in the media how he felt about it and all this good stuff. And, you know, he said, listen, if I don't feel like I'm the best man on the field, I don't even know why I'm out there. I said, well, all right then. Okay. Energy. That's what we love to see. Now, whether he performs that way is a whole nother story. Hawkman, who's 6'2 and 200 pounds from Powder Springs, Georgia, started two games in 2019 in the first two games of this 2020 season. He'll be the starter this Saturday, and he's ready to step up in his role. You know, he knows that what this game means, he's been here before, and unfortunately, you know, he's going to have to be in a situation where everyone has assumed that Devin Leary is the guy, and now he's going to try and re-give or regain, I guess you can say, essentially his position as being the top guy for Carol or for NC State. He has struggled. I don't know if you guys saw the game with NC State on Saturday, but when Devin Leary went down and Hawkman had to go in, there were multiple times <laughs> that Hawkman ha- could have had his ball intercepted. Like there were multiple situations where you were like, okay, I, I think you're trying to be, you know, the quarterback, the starter, prove yourself worthy, but you're not quite doing what you need to do there, big guy. So it's NC State defense at that. You know, I mean, sorry, it was Duke defense at that. So, you know, <sighs> and I, that's why I say I'm hoping that Carolina's defense can step up and make him pay for all the mistakes that I feel like he's planning to make on Saturday. But that's just, you know, that's my two cents. I think of the, also, though, the quality players that are on State's team, Aleem McNeil, who is a 320-pound guy that's on the nose tackle. He's having a great game. He has been, you know, hailed and ran by everybody in the big media world, talked about one of the key playmakers for the team, Peyton Wilson, whose brother just lost in the uh, division championships for baseball, actually. And he had a great game last game, 19 tackles. Yeah, 19. So the 19 missed tackles that Carolina had on Saturday, clearly Peyton Wilson was not did not get the memo for that, and he got it done. Isaiah Moore, who is also a great linebacker, will be giving Sam Howell hell on Saturday. And we all know rivalries just make everything go a little bit harder, but <sighs> I'm, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I don't know how I feel about this game. I'm trying to decide whether or not I feel confident in Carolina reading the bricks off NC State and this is not from a fan or like you know alumnus standpoint it's more so of like you know 
I can't decide if I think Carolina is going to bounce back and really hammer home that they're the team that everyone thought they were in the top five or if they're going to get in their own way because NC State is 3-0 in Keenan. They're, for whatever reason, they've got Dave Doran. They want to keep Dave Doran on the schedule, and they want to keep him on the coaching staff at NC State because they keep giving him those big Carolina wins, which arguably to me – NC State football, you know, they could go to a bowl cool. Like, they could win out the ACC fine. They could upset Clemson. But if they do not beat Carolina, that is when you call for a coach's job. And I truly believe that if Dave Doran does not beat Carolina this weekend, he's going to be fired. That's my hottest take I've given, I think, since I started this podcast. If Dave Doran does not beat Carolina this weekend – and they don't win out for the rest of the season, Dave Doran will not have a job with NC State Wolfpack. So there's that on that. (laughs) Spice that up if you like that, okay? So my other final thoughts of NC State, and again, I say, I think that NC State is a consistent team. They have the veteran leadership, all that good stuff, but rivalries are always you know, a crapshoot. You just never know how your team's going to show up that day. You don't know what the energy's going to bring. And it's going to be a close one, as it always usually is. And at the end of the day, I just want to see a quality game. Last year wasn't close because I think NC State just was in a different mental space. But I do believe that when NC State comes to Keenan, it's a different energy that they bring. They feel like the ugly stepchild. They're ready to, like, you know, prove themselves. And especially with Carolina being ranked and all of that, they feel like the underdog, like they're probably going to have that energy of why were they even top five in the first place. And, you know, you're just going to see all the ugly comments come out and show their ugly head. And we're, we're going to just do fine by it. I'm going to have Locked On Wolfpack host Kenton Gibbs come on the show on Friday. We're going to talk Carolina, NC State, what the rivalry means. He's a former player. And I'm going to talk about the energy, the names that they used to call Carolina. And I personally have, you know, had a couple of friends on the Carolina football team that, you know, given me their talks and takes about NC State and what that means. So we'll try and get some of those guests on there. But I truly feel like at the end of the day, Bailey Hoffman is going to do them, be their undoing. Like that's, that's my other hot, spicy take for the day. Bailey Hoffman will be NC State's undoing on Saturday. And if they do not win and they don't have a great win out for the rest of the season, Coach Dorn will be fired. You heard it here first, right? So tomorrow we'll talk more about NC State. We'll break down Dorn and I want to have the conversation about how he's kept his job for so long. <laughs> more importantly, I want to talk about, you know, on one-on-one matchups, who do I think that State is going to have some tough times with? Who will need to step up on Carolina's side in order to ensure that Carolina wins on Saturday? We'll have all those conversations. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. You make sure you're smart. Stay safe and all sanity out here. Just good juju, good vibes. As always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.